You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. Spencer, how has the uh, the rain situation up by you been? Have, have you been getting pelted by rain today? Oh, dude, all day long. I woke up this morning and I was like, I don't want to die. I, I don't have an umbrella right now. That's the one thing I forgot to buy yep. when I moved up here. And my rain jacket, you know where my rain jacket is? In the car. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a classic move of mine. That was That is my move. And that's the other thing, like, that's the other thing like when my wife sees it's raining she's got a rain jacket and she's got the umbrella i don't know what my i just don't i think subconsciously i don't want to be comfortable ever so i'll just walk outside knowing i need a rain jacket and knowing i need an umbrella and both being at the closet like as you're walking out the door and i'm just like i don't need it but i literally woke up this morning and it's just the heavens are opening up and it's just been like that all day. And, um, last night, did you, were you, were you awake, awoken last night to, to lightning thunder that situation? Cause a uh, lot actually, of people I, were texting me saying, dude, I was up all night, man. I could no not kidding. fall asleep last night. I really? I just, yeah. I slept like crap. Oh my gosh. No, dude, that there's nothing. And I just heard the rain all night. And then I heard thunder and I was like, this, can this just pass already? Can <laughs> like, we just move on? Can we just go? Can we just move on with this? Did, like, and then like our window or our blind was open at work and I just saw the rain the window, pelt, the rain pelting the window all day. And I was yeah. like, I'm just ready for no more rain, but can I guess I we just... haven't had rain in a while. So. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take. I mean, it's so funny. It my just um, all comes at once. It does. It does. When it rains, it pours literally. But yeah. I'll tell you, man. Like, like my mom was like, "Oh, look at the, the the trees over there. They're starting to get that kind of orangey fall look." And I'm like, "Unfortunately, mom, that's not what that is. It's just that we haven't gotten rain, and the sun has yeah. just been RKOing the trees. The leaves are just dying because exactly. they're just getting destroyed." But hey, I'd say it's it's probably good we got some water. But I, I, again, I can only I can only do about three hours. Of rain before i'm like just, let's let's move on shall we let's move oh, on oh yeah i got i was getting ready to leave work and i was like i don't want to go i don't want to do this like, can i just stay here all day and then i was like i don't want to stay here either <laughs> i, I, like, I think here. it's time to i think it's time to go home i think it's time to just quit our careers move down to the island sell coconuts and to just live that life because i think that that's the life i'm probably destined to live I'd say I got about five years of patience left to me before I do that. And I'll, I'll have the some funniest different. part about today was I was getting ready to leave. It was four o'clock. I worked like 10 to four, which I got to, I got to produce a game tomorrow night, a shepherd game. And then I got to do color for a game on Friday. 
I've oh already gosh. worked for like probably 15 hours. <laughs> and I'm I'm literally just left yeah. work, turned the corner, was going around the bend on the road, and I get a phone call from my boss. Uh-oh. And he's like, Hey, the the cut number for this ad is that is in this book. And I was like, All right, well, I cut it, but I'll just do it in the morning. Yeah. I just wanted to let everybody know I did it so nobody else try to do it before I got in tomorrow. And he was like, you're leaving. And I was like, yeah, I just left. He goes, you haven't even put in a full day yet. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I, did, I didn't talk back to him, but I was like, I got there at 10. It is now 4 PM. I have to be there tomorrow all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm paying I, me overtime. <laughs> it's like, and if you are, then we can have this conversation, but unless yeah, you're but not, I know you're not, I know you told me, you told me that you don't want me to work more than 40 hours. So this is it. And if you would I like got to everything more, done today, yeah, I got so, a lot done today. Yeah. Unless you want to, unless you want to talk about a raise, then this red hang up button's about to get hit. So <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah, but you know, you're putting in some work with me here. So I'm very, very grateful. Welcome back. After further review, latest episode is here. You hear that man's voice. That is Mr. Spencer Dupuis, host of the Sports Mix WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Spencer, I'm so pumped to have you on the show. I've been I've been killing to get you on for a while. But uh, dude, welcome to After Further Review, man. Dude, thanks, man. I've honestly, <laughs> I'm excited to be on here, man. Yeah, dude, this is so great. And I feel like I'm obligated to tell our listeners how we actually met each other. Um, I don't even know. I'm sure you remember this. I've known Spencer for, for years. We actually go back. Probably what, 10 years? Yeah, yeah. 11, we, 12? Yeah, I think it actually goes back to probably that 12 range. Because we were, I want to say it was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. It was the sixth or seventh grade range. And I believe it was flag football. Wasn't it flag yeah. football? Yes, 100%. <laughs> so we God, played flag so football. long ago. So long ago. We played flag football back in middle school. Uh, I, I can't even remember. The t- was it Coach, Tha- was it Coach Thaggard's team? It probably even, was. It had to have been. I mean, he, I, I think know. he coached. I was on like three different teams. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the years I played. So I, I can't remember. I, I did. I played so many seasons of flag. I played flag from like fourth grade all the way up to like eighth grade. I think like, I did too. Yeah. 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 I played, <laughs> we, was it we, five years? Four yeah. Three, yeah. Like in Leesburg. Years. And uh, I can't remember how good our team was, but uh, I feel like we were, we had to be good. We had to be good. I mean, we, we the only did reason I say we had to be good is because I feel like every year I played all five years, I made the championship. At yeah. Least. Yeah, we we did find a way to 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 squeeze into the championship kind of out of nowhere a lot. Um I I and this is going to sound like again, this is going to sound like such a humble brag. It's not a humble brag. This is going to be such a brag. It's going to sound like it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say I'm impressed, but like I think I won the championship maybe 11 or 12 times with a bunch of different teams and I don't know how or why yeah, it happened. Cool. It just does. Like you just you look up at like I remember in my room before I got married because when you get married then the the tro- you can't you can't put trophies of flag football in front of your wife from like when you were a seventh grader because it's just it's just like what They're what are we not? <laughs> it's like it's really cool to show off in high school when you know you're taking pictures in your room like yeah these are my trophies from all my championship years but then you get married and then your wife looks you go. 
do we really want to keep that spring 2007 flag football championship trophy here? And it's just like, yeah, I should, probably shouldn't. But yeah, I, I had to know where my trophies are. <laughs> I think they've all been dismembered, to be honest with you. I have no idea. I, actually, I know my wait, dog had it wait, in his mouth. I one know point. for a fact. So we moved in 2019 and then again last year. And I remember there being a box. And my mom was like, what do you want to do with these? And I was like, well, I don't want them. Like, I just don't like, want do them. I really want them? Like, I am 23, about to turn 24. Like, <laughs> it's just like, do I really want them? The eye opening part is when you break one of them and then you realize that they're not actually gold. You realize that it's yeah. literally just spray painted plastic and you go, oh, this hurts so bad. As a kid, the shiny gold was the coolest thing ever. And then you realize, Somebody in the town of Leesburg picked this up for like six bucks. I'm like, oh, from man. good old crown trophy, good old crown trophy. <laughs> That's exactly right. So those are the good days. But I met Spencer then and uh, we were great friends on the team. We always had a great I don't know, time. We, somehow, we somehow like stayed in contact somehow. We always like, did. Like we, not I, like great contact, but like enough contact to where here we are like 10, 12 years later. Isn't it really funny? It's so true. Because yeah. like I, we were never hanging out every weekend. We were never like, but I always, always had spent on every social media. And the funny part is, is our kind of career trajectory somehow one way or another all just ended up on the same exact path <laughs> it's just yeah. like one way or another we just ended up doing the exact same thing um and so i'm just pumped to have you on man it's it's great uh i'm again your 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 new show is amazing it's so much fun um the sports mix again um first of all i, for, I, I want to see i forgot see i was so behind today i forgot to post a podcast yeah we had, we had tony caridi yeah. on today the voice of the mountaineers did you Oh yeah. my gosh, we got to get that podcast out. I know. I, th- I literally was pulling away after I got off the phone with my boss and I was like, I'll put it out in the morning. Um, <laughs> I'll get the listeners can wait. I was, like, 12 I was hours. like, I'm just ready to go. I've yeah. done so much work today. <laughs> dealt with so much today. And yeah. I'm going to be there for like 12 hours tomorrow. I just, I'll I need a couple morning. McDoubles and I need to sit on my couch. I know. I've, ironically, I've ironically, I Uber eats McDoubles. Did you, dude, I'm telling you, is like, that you not like S you not that happened. All right. Because so, I got home and I was like, I don't have anything. I need to make it like two more days. Cause I'm going to Maryland on Saturday. Cause Marshall's playing Navy. So I'm not working Saturday because Shepard plays tomorrow. So I'm like, I'm going to go there. And then we arranged it to go with all my buddies and my roommate. And uh, I was like, I don't have that much food in my apartment at the moment. And I was like, it can wait till like Sunday or Monday when I come back. And then I'm like, there's nothing in here and it's pouring rain. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Dude, so that is now doubles. That is two times so far since we have started talking. I pulled out my lanyard, my old Redskins lanyard on my keys and to show Spencer before we started recording. And he looks over, pulls out his keys. He's got the exact same lanyard. And I just sniped ordering McDoubles. It's just like incredible. I'm so yeah. excited about this. I'm so excited about this. McDoubles are the best, by the way. Like the other thing is like the, the one thing and to get too off topic, but the reality is with McDoubles, it's funny is people always say, you know, you know, the picture of like a Burger King burger or a Wendy's burger on an ad yeah. versus when you unwrap it, you get it. They're just, they're not the same. They're obviously just not the same. The cheese no, is like no. off center. The like the bun is just like weird and greasy. And you're just like, this doesn't make sense. McDoubles are the same way, but they're perfect. They're still perfect. Yeah. Like 
it, it doesn't matter if the bun is flat. It doesn't matter like where they like just miss. Like sometimes they'll put the ketchup and mustard on and it'll just like straight out miss the burger. And you're just like, but it's yeah. still just so good. It's just, it's it so perfectly. I or love like it so you much. don't, you're not an onion guy or a pickle guy. So you yep. don't order those. They put them on there and you're like, you know what? I got to eat it anyway. <laughs> it doesn't taste that bad. You just don't prefer onion or pickle. Yeah. And also the other thing is I also don't admit my own laziness or sometimes when it's just certain things you don't want on it. You're just like, I'm way too lazy to even pick it out. I'm just going to eat it and pretend it is not there. Exactly. So, I mean, dude, it's, that's such a great move on a rainy day. McDoubles are just wonderful, but you got to tell me how the radio show has been going. I know you jumped in this um, recently. There was a lot, I mean, you, you were doing a lot of work to prep for it. Um, it's a really exciting opportunity for you. So tell me about it, how um, you got into it. Um, you can even give people a little background on yourself, um, but I'd love to know how the radio show is going as well. All right. So, well, you said background, so I'll, I'll do a deep dive. On yeah. So talk, right talk now. to me about you want fourth a deep grade. dive. Yeah. Go, no, we'll, go, we'll go. We'll go how I went from Leesburg, Virginia, somehow then made it to Martinsburg. Yep. There, there's, there's another stop along the way. I love it. Well, give it to so us. I went, I went from Heritage High School graduate 2016 in Leesburg. Went to Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia. Honestly, I'll tell you the whole truth about how this went. I was looking for schools. I knew because I had been writing for Viva Loud and Loco Sports. And I knew wow, I did we both write sports. for Viva Loud? And by the way, because I, I would write for Viva Loud as well. Yeah, I don't probably. even think they exist anymore, know. do they? They are a photo only place. Ah, they are. They are a photo only place. Yeah, I would use because I wrote at Woodgrove. I graduated 2016 as well. And yeah. I would write for Viva Loudon as well. That is so funny. Wow, there's another thing. And I was like, you know what? I suck at sports. This is after I broke my wrist freshman year. I came back. It was I was playing basketball, freshman basketball at Heritage. Came back and I was like, eh, I didn't really play much. And then the next year when I had to go get um, you know, you gotta get your VHSL uh whatever it's called your physical yeah you get your physical to do oh anything my God. and they're like uh yeah you should probably go get an mri on your wrist because like you broke it but something seems wrong with it so then like they're like yeah you need surgery i'd assist and then i was like you know what i'm just gonna give up sports because i suck at them anyway <laughs> so then i got into writing sports writing obviously and then like when i was looking at schools i was just kind of like looking for an overall program that was you know overall and then i was like you know what i don't think i want to limit myself to just sports writing so i was like i'm gonna look for like sports broadcasting and stuff like that and you know i went i applied at vcu got at vcu james madison george mason um radford for their journalism program i got in but i was like there's another i feel like there's somewhere else and my mom actually found marshall which is funny enough. Like That's great. she was like, yeah, here's the school. They have like sports journalism, broadcasting concentration. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's apply. So then I went and toured and I got like a personal tour of the school of journalism. And I was like, this is the place I literally said, so this was February, I think of 2016. And I hadn't decided on a place yet. I'd gotten into like three or four. And I was like, you know what? I literally, before I left there, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going here. Like I'm going here. I already know I'm going here. So I had made the decision in my head, but my mom told me and my dad, they were like, you were here. Make this when you leave, make the decision when you leave. So I, I, you know, slept on it a few days, made the decision. 
And at the time, their recruiting thing was Marshall University, the best decision ever. <laughs> and my mom always makes this joke. I don't know if she makes it as a joke. She's probably serious. Whenever I do something good, she always say best decision ever, like yeah. on her Facebook post. That's and great. I was like, honestly, like it was like I went there and I went there really writing like I went to be a sports you know, print major. And then I found the radio station and then boom, I just jumped in feet first. And then it's, it's honestly all history. It's all history from there. I've, you know, done play by play so many times I've done packages, hosted shows. It was just like my love. I just found it that year. And here we are. I graduated last summer, you know, not the best time to graduate. Yep. Retweet that one, favorite, share it everything pin it everywhere (laughs) and then you know that job hunt was literally the worst like i would say not i would say it actually happened i was starting to look in different career paths stuff that i knew i could do like marketing or like pr you know stuff like that because i was like i can't find a job i need to find a job i'm not going to go a whole year and not have a job because there's not going to like, but the way the industry is going, I was like, I'm not going to get a job. And then funny enough, like I always tell, like I've told people, this is how I found my job online when I was just saw it. So obviously Loudoun County, Leesburg, pretty close to Martinsburg. It's about an hour away, you know, like 30 some odd, 40 some odd miles to Leesburg. And I was on Facebook one night. It was really late at night. And I was going through and it had a sponsored ad and they had put the job on a sponsored Facebook ad. Like this, this sounds like a joke. They put it on a sponsored Facebook ad. And I was like, I just was like, this is it. And I kind of had like a, like a solicitation email kind of thing. Like, hi, this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is my resume. This is my, all my audio. And so I had that put it together. Like it's, it was like 2 a.m. And I was like, I'm not going to send this at 2 a.m. So I went to Gmail and found out how to like schedule send it for 8 a.m. And I knew I was going to be fast asleep at 8 a.m. Because that's what I was I was sleeping at that. That's just what we do. That's what men do. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't have a job like I had a retail job, but like I would be sleeping at 8 a.m. So at like 11 o'clock, I got a call from a 304 number. And I, you know, obviously Marshall's in West Virginia. So I know the area code. I was like. I'm pretty sure I was in the shower at this point. <laughs> so I like my phone was sitting on the, on the, like the counter. And uh, like, I was playing music. So my music stopped and I was like three or four. I was like, I can't answer right now. I'm in the freaking shower. Yeah. <laughs> so then That's I let crazy. it go to, I obviously let it go to voicemail, got a voicemail. And then um, funny enough. So I he wanted me to come in for an interview. I came in for an interview and he goes, yeah, you know, we got a few candidates, but there's two that really stick out to me. You and this other guy, you know, you probably know him. And it just so happened to be this guy, Nick, that I went to Marshall with. He had just graduated in May. So funny. How about that? And I hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks because this was like mid-May, I would say. You know, I can't, I t- we weren't the best of friends, but I would text him and, you know, here and there, like, congratulate him on graduating. And I just hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks. And then I got out of the interview and I was like, Hey, so you applied for this job. He goes, yeah, I have an interview Thursday. And then I came back Thursday and then he hired us basically on the spot that Thursday. That's amazing. That is amazing, man. 
And how's it's how's the crazy. show been? Have you been enjoying it? Oh, dude, I've been enjoying it like the heck out of it. It's just it's funny like the connections that you can make just because you're on a station that airs teams. Yeah, like we we air the Capitals, we air the Nationals, we air the Wizards, and we air the football team. We also air the Steelers as a partial affiliate because. I don't know. I really don't know why. There's <laughs> there's no explanation for it. We also we air the Mountaineers. Yeah. We're in the IMG or the Learfield contract for that. But it's just funny when you reach out to people and you say these things. Like, I mean, the listeners of this podcast know Grant Paulson. Yeah. I just absolutely. happened to be on a Instagram live he did after the first preseason game, and people were asking him questions about sports journalism. And I just threw out the question of would you like to come on my show in Martinsburg? We cover the football team and he said, hit my DMs. And then yeah. the rest was history. <laughs> yeah. And we, awesome. you know, we've gotten all the area coaches on and then mentioned I got Tony Caridi on from the Mountaineer, the voice of the Mountaineers today. It's great. So it's just crazy how like things happen when you're doing something you love and doing something that people care about. Yeah, man. And it's, it is funny. I mean, I, I sympathize so much with that. I mean, I, I graduated obviously the same exact year and uh, it was, just brutal. I mean, and, and, you know, again, it was for me, what was tough was, you know, I had like, I, I had worked at NBC sports Washington for a little while. Um, and, you know, I was interviewing for jobs at WTOP and they were going really, really well. And um, I gotten, you know, a part-time offer at WTOP and it was like, all right, sweet. Like this is lining up. And this was in March, literally last March and yeah. just got engaged. And this is just perfect. And we're working our way through and uh, pandemic. And then it's just like, Yikes. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a crazy time, man. But I mean, I, I went through that exact thing. Like I worked in the IT world for a little while in sales. Um, but it just wasn't where my heart was, you know, it's just not where yeah. my heart is. And, um, at, at a point following what you want to do and, and pursuing what you want takes a level of risk and specifically in our field where, uh, it's the industry is going through changes right now that no one really knows yeah. where it's going. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it's in a sense, it really is a leap of faith to kind of just say, let's just go do this um, and find 100%. a way to do it. So I was so thrilled to see you get that gig. And it's been a lot of fun to listen to. And we can find on Spotify, right? Yeah, the podcast Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, if you look up uh, the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Facebook, you can watch the video as well as TV 10 on Facebook. You can watch awesome. our video feed live from 12 to 1 on Monday through Fridays. That's awesome, man. I'm going to go ahead and share that on Facebook as well. I'll share both those links so that people on our Facebook page can um, can share that and um, get a visual on that. But it's a ton of fun, man. It's a ton of fun. So I know you've worked a lot uh, today. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for something some funny? Something funny that I just realized this week is for the first time in my life, because I've worked retail or I've worked jobs since I was like 16 or 17, I get Labor Day off. <laughs> really that's amazing yeah like the first time where i have a job it's and amazing. i get labor day off because i always that's worked incredible. retail for the last five years and we always like if i was like a holiday i was always working a holiday that is incredible yeah i was yeah, gonna I say thought about that this week and i was like that's nice this is nice more mcdoubles on monday i like that <laughs> not, not the monday is monday is gonna be my sunday because my sat my saturday i'm gonna have a lot of fun Oh, boy! That's what I like to hear. Have, that is have what a I like. few beverages. That's it. What's the beverage of choice? What's your go-to on a Saturday? Oh, on a Saturday. Oh, I don't know. I got a few. So if I'm, if I'm like going to a ball game, got to have me a Miller Lite. 
Oh, dude, Millers are the best. Gotta the have best. me a Miller Lite. But best. if I'm like out on the town, you know, I've, it's kind of weird. I've gotten in to the bourbon game lately. Same. Dude, <laughs> I am pointing, double pointing to myself. I love bourbon, dude. I absolutely love bourbon. Give me, give me a few of your, your go-tos. Um, one eight in DC. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I don't know if I've ever heard of them. They just started. So funny enough, my dad went before he, uh, retired from his career. He, uh, was a construction superintendent and they get the company that he worked for got all these random, they, they did a lot of restaurants, but they got a distillery in DC, the first distillery since the prohibition. Wow. And this, it was, it's called one eight distilling. And uh, I don't know if you know in the DC Costco, they sell oh, yeah. liquor. Yeah, they do. They do sell liquor. Yes. They so have my sister, license. like, you know, my sister kind of pointed that out to us before, uh, like la- the end of last year. And um, I went with my mom in like April and I was like, I, I saw the bottle there. I was like, I got to buy me some. So I just actually finished that bottle about a week and a half ago. And now I have Buffalo Trace. No, Buffalo Trace is great, dude. Buffalo you can't Trace find that in Loudoun County anywhere, apparently. No, you can't. You have to do the dumb, uh, stupid, uh, you know, the dumb lotteries they do. It's just like, what are we doing? I don't know, but my sister and her boyfriend, they like, they're they're all about it. And oh, I, yeah. they were like, do you want a bottle? Because like, I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, so she, my, my sister was like, I'll keep an eye out for you. And she called me one day. It was like eight o'clock on like a Tuesday. And she was like, yeah, the liquor store just got, they just put it out. Like there's about 15 left. Do you want one? And I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> let's do this. Thing. Cause like yes. you can't find them anywhere. Yeah. Like, I'm everybody, you. They're not the best. They're not the, you know, they're not like the top, 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 but they're just so lovable. Everybody it, loves them. So lovable. They're, it's so good. It's not oh, crazy overpriced either. Oh, it's it, so it's smooth. So smooth, man. Like Jefferson's. Jefferson's I love. Jefferson's Ocean is my favorite bourbon ever. It's just the most unique thing ever. Like Eagle Rare is incredible. Uh, High West is also really good. High West, uh, me and my wife were out with the family uh, in Park City, Utah, where the original distiller um, distillery is for high west that's always really good stuff i mean eagle rare you cannot go wrong with that at all but i mean dude bourbon is just wonderful and i just i will each night just stick it on the rock and i'll just i'll just sip away at it like an old man oh yeah yeah i almost had some i almost had some before we got on this podcast but i was like i got stuff to do later i got, <laughs> I tomorrow. got, I got to remember some and things. i'm like you know i was like i got i actually have you know an adult life to do yeah you know, i have a real job now that really matters yeah i'm not working retail anymore i have to actually yeah i know man that is awesome that's great that is great though yeah. i i mean dude i love me some bourbon so that hey, that is hey. very good. the lanyard mcdoubles and now bourbon but dude, what I mean, what I'm, I don't know what is going on tonight, but something like there's going to be another cross We're on the same wavelength. We are on the same wavelength. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I love every bit of this. So this is wonderful. We're already <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're already at three. I, something tells me we'll get to five some way or another. I mean, we but, haven't even hit the actual topics for the show. We haven't, which is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. So we're, we're getting to five without a doubt. Um, but, uh, but I know you've, I know you've pumped in some hours today, so, um, I'm just grateful yeah. you're throwing in some more time, um, with me to just, always uh, dude. to just be boss and scatter around fun. This, this is awesome. Fun. I don't, I don't have to do like, make sure this thing's in this promos in this ads in, I don't have to do that here. I just talk. 
Yeah, this is it. I was talking with one of my my buddies who who will co-host a show every now and then, Ian Cummings, who works for uh, Pro Football Network. He's the best. And he'll come on. And I literally said to him, uh, was it last week I had him on, two weeks ago? I said, man, I want you to think about coming on this podcast as if we were literally out at Buffalo Wild Wings on like a buy one, get one night. And we're just sitting around the table and we're just chatting away. Um, Because there's just so, like I've said, there's so many podcasts out there that are just jumping right into it. They're really intense. And it's like, we're just going to have some fun here. We're just going to have some fun. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I try to do that with, I try to do that as much as I can with the show. You do, man. But, you know, then it's like, 12 15 i'm like how oh, we gotta pay the bills yeah <laughs> like that happened that, that happened today or yesterday well, it was either today or yesterday i'm losing my mind we were talking about the bishop sycamore situation oh my god and it was like we did that as our like our second segment and it was like after 12 30 and i was like we gotta we gotta hit a break yeah i say i apologize I apologize to the listener every, every listeners every week because me and my producer Sean will do moving the chains. It's our opening segment of each of our shows where we do four stories that are unrelated to sports, and we'll kind of just go on. And before you know it, we're thirty minutes in the episode, and we're talking about key lime pie, and it's like we need to get to the NFL. <laughs> we have to get. Yeah, to I don't the even NFL. know. Like I don't even know what we're talking about today, but uh, <laughs> we. It was like twelve thirty as well, and. We're like gonna try and get so Karidi when we had him on today. He so one of the guys that is kind of on the show sometimes, he's like he does more of the TV side at, at the station and he'll do sports. He'll he's doing volleyball and soccer and stuff like that. He produces a lot, he's doing sidelines for Martinsburg and for Shepard. He just he'll randomly come on. Like we have like in our intro, our billboard, we have one for him. But so he'll randomly come on. And so I get to work this morning and uh we had kind of, t- he's like, yeah, I have Tony Creedy's number. Like, do you want me to text him? This was like a week ago. And I thought he forgot. So he's like, well, you can possibly get him on the show today. I can't a hundred percent confirm the booking. Cause he said he had something to do with Neil Brown today. And I was like, well, obviously Neil Brown is more important than <laughs> some little small radio station that does happen to carry the Mountaineers in Martinsburg. I think. Yeah. And I was, he was like, yeah, I haven't heard from him. It was like 1225. I was like, come in. Cause he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the studio. He was, you know, in, like at the station. And I was like, come in the studio at like 1230 when we hit the break. And it was like, we we're still talking. And I was like, we got to go to break because we got to try and get him on. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I was like, we, it was like literally after it was 1231. I was like, we got to hit this break because then we were supposed to have a coach on at 1245. I was like, we're going to get so behind. We're not even going to be able to finish the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, let's just stop talking. here. Let's stop talking. Yeah, let's go. You got to, and my new thing that I've, that I said last week, and I'm going to start saying it whenever we have like it's the three of us talking. I'm just going to go. We got to pay the bills. Yep, yep. We got to pay the bills, gentlemen. Or I I'll just to go. A or I'll just go. You know what? You know we got to pay your guys' paycheck. We got to go break. Yeah, like because unfortunately we could talk all day, but unfortunately what's going to happen is that bank account is not going to receive paychecks anymore. <laughs> and yeah. Before you know it, the lights are going to turn out, and we'll be talking to ourselves. Exactly. So I know exactly what you're saying, man. But. But I definitely want to jump into some NFL stuff uh, with you. Let's we're going it. to get into – we're going to hop around the league. I'll, I'll touch on just a couple of the latest news and notes around the league. Um, we'll get into Cam Newton. Um, we'll, the big question for me, I'm going to ask Spencer, and we'll talk about a little bit, is, is do you think Cam Newton starts again in the NFL? That's going to be an interesting question we're going to jump into. Um, and then we'll jump down uh, right into Washington's 53-man roster, um, kind of break down what we think about that and uh, what we think about the team 
going forward. So um, I'm going to jump around the league and I'll just update you guys on some of the latest news and notes from cutdown day because each of the teams are now down to 53. Um, so some interesting storylines have come out and about. So uh, let's touch up on that right now. We're going to start this list in Tennessee, which is kind of an interesting story out of Tennessee. Um, a big move, which I was confused about, um, that caught my attention because I remember reading this up during the draft, but the Tennessee Titans released fourth rounder Des Fitzpatrick, pretty surprising move. The Titans traded fourth, fifth and seventh round picks this year to the Panthers to move up and select uh, Fitzpatrick at the 109th pick. Fitzpatrick struggled early in camp, according to uh, reports this is all via ESPN. Um, and earlier this month, coach Mike Vrabel said the rookie had a lot to earn, uh, had to do a lot to earn more significant reps. Fitzpatrick seemed to settle in once the Titans went to Tampa for joint practices with the Buccaneers, um, highlighted by the 23-yard touchdown reception in their preseason matchup. Um, but his late push wasn't enough, um, though the Titans kept seven receivers on their 53-man roster. That is via, um, this is all via ESPN. But that was a pretty surprising move out of Tennessee, uh, which I thought was yeah. interesting. Considering, I mean, draft picks, I'm like, my goodness. To me, when when you said when he was drafted in the fourth round, that made me think of Ron Rivera's recent comment of, regardless of where you were drafted, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's just the first thing that stuck in my head when you said fourth round pick and he got cut, and I was like, that that reminds me of what Ron said. Yeah, and it's interesting because I mean, we talk about this Antonio, you know, Gandy Golden, who was a fourth round pick um, last year, uh, but not not even this year, but last year. but I, I do think one of the things that, and I've said this for years now, and the thing that's always frustrated me with teams in Washington of the past with Bruce Allen is indecisiveness is what kills teams, right? It's the constant idea of he was a second round pick. Oh, he was a first round pick. So we, we have to keep him. I, I, we can't embarrass ourselves by releasing a first round pick after two years, Dwayne Haskins, um, you know, or somebody receivers not working out who we take in the first round, Josh Doxon, Malcolm Kelly, you know, Devin Thompson. Say Malcolm go, Kelly, good old I mean, Malcolm Kelly. You go back in days and you see these guys stay on rosters for years and years trying to justify their draft position when the reality is they can't do it. They just can't do exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you feel like he can't do it, you move on. You make your decisive action. You, you can't hold on to these guys if they're now not only a detriment, but they're taking up a spot to somebody. Um, well, I mean, even though the yeah. Titans are they're a contender. They are. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you need those spots when you're a contender. You never know who's going to go down. That's the thing. And I mean, it's their defensive side that is their only question. Offensively, they are star packed. Yeah. I mean, they've got oh, everything yeah. they need offensively. And you, getting, you saw them getting make, Julio. Getting Julio, I mean, matched. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry, um, you yeah. know, AJ Brown on the outside. I mean, he he's as he could honestly even be better than Julio. So it, it's remarkable exactly. because they are just stacked offensively, but defensively, that's kind of where the question marks come up. So this being a move, and and you got to trust Mike Vrabel, a former defensive guy himself. So he probably knows what he's looking for. But that was that was a pretty interesting story out of Tennessee, which I saw and. Um, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Um, we'll head to Atlanta. Atlanta, um, they kept three quarterbacks on their initial 53-man roster, including first-round pick Josh Rosen, uh, as it tries to sort out the backup to Matt Ryan. Um, this is according to Michael um, Rothstein of ESPN. It's entirely possible that shuffles throughout the next few days as player gets released, but it's another chance for Rosen to learn from a top-flight quarterback after being tutored by Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tom Brady. Um, the past two years. So Josh Rosen does end up in Atlanta and they do end up keeping 
uh, three quarterbacks. Spencer, what's your opinion on keeping three quarterbacks? See, I think there that's see, we were talking about I was talking about this with uh, one of my other buddies the other day. Uh, because he he's a big Mountaineers guy, and he was like, I texted him and said, you see, Will Greer got cut mm. by the Panthers. And I was like, he was like, he should have made the team over P.J. Walker and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, maybe they think the upside for P.J. Walker is more than the upside for Will Greer. So if they can't, they can't stash him on the practice squad. Sure. This whole new practice squad rules have changed the game. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because Washington – could release Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen. And if nobody claimed them, they can put them on their practice squad. They just risk them being picked being up, by, another up by somebody else. Yep. Which I just think this whole, this new practice squad thing changes the whole game about everything. Like Gandy Golden now on the practice squad. Yeah. I mean, it's funny though, because, and this is what, I mean, we talk about every year and, um, you know, you, I was hearing, I mean, Grant Pulse was talking about this on his radio show today. And we were, he was talking with Greg Rosenthal from NFL Network and, they were saying the same thing was, how do we value, I mean, do we overvalue these guys that we cut? Do we do we pretend that they're better than they are? Um, and these are questions we have, but the reality is, is to us, we have, uh, you know, a microscope on our teams. We're yeah, looking I mean, at you look teams. at it. You also look like a team like the Cowboys. I think they only kept two quarterbacks. Yeah. They cut uh, the guy that the guy out of JMU. Yeah, Ben Danucci. But I don't, yeah. I don't know what they did today. I know they did pick up Will Greer. They did. So I don't Will know Greer. if I don't know if they cut Cooper Rush or not. Yeah, I I can only assume. I'm looking that up now. Yeah, I, I can just, only assume that Cooper Rush is the primary backup because I can't. I I don't. I don't really know. I don't know if Will Greer is going to immediately step in there. I mean, Cooper Rush has been with that team for a little while, so. He understands the system, and Ben DiNucci yeah. just had a really awful preseason, and it sounded like his training camp wasn't wasn't very good either, yeah. um, which is kind of a bummer because you you want to see these local Virginia guys succeed. But um, yeah, regardless, kind of an interesting situation in Atlanta, which kind of presented that question because I'm I'm always curious as to the three quarterback decision that a lot of these teams do because I feel like it's a pa- in the past um, 2005 2004 every team had three QBs. Um, but it just seems as if nowadays the, the importance of having depth in other positions um, kind of trumps having that third quarterback. Because to me, at least my argument has always been, if you're getting to that third quarterback, your season's screwed anyway. So it's not like by keeping him or picking up, a, like having a third string quarterback start. Yeah. Is it any different than the dude that you have on your practice squad maybe already or a guy that you sign off the scrap heap? I mean, what does it necessarily I mean, I matter? Think- I think the the nice thing about the like the new era, I would say, of the way they're doing these rosters is you're gonna have a guy that has seen preseason time most of the time. Yeah, I've seen a lot on your practice squad. If for some reason your quarterback gets hurt, and then they have to bring somebody up, like your mm-hmm. starter gets hurt, and then you have to bring somebody up. I think that is something that is kind of taken into account these days is like, well, yeah, you could get another roster spot for somebody else that could potentially play on special teams or for a roster spot. If you got somebody hurt, like there's Mm -hmm. a player that's hurt, but he's only out like two or three weeks. And the new IR rules are also different where, you know, you you can now have a guy on an IR and him not have to sit out the minimum eight weeks, which it was in the past, which, you know, now everybody can come back. Right. I think when they first instituted the rule was one player. Yep. That's exactly right. Could come back. And now it's like, they don't even care how many players they just, yeah, it's so hard to keep up with all these roster rules. It is. 
Honestly, like the NFLPA have their paws on every single one of these. As the league continues to change, the NFLPA are looking for ways to to make sure that these little, you know, the practice squad rules are player friendly. The IR rules are more player friendly. So, um, yeah, definitely something. Because I um, remember the old practice squad rules, like you could only have so much service time in the on a roster and be active for so many games. But now I think that's thrown out the window. Yeah, it is. And I do remember there was also a point, I want to say it was eight weeks where if you were put on the, on the IR, there was a minimum that if now that's why yeah. there was it, being put on the IR was such a big deal because so many guys would try to avoid that IR and go onto the pup list or go onto some other weird nonsensical gray area list that would, yeah. you know, they would save them some money because in a lot of these contracts, they have situations where, you're losing money if you're getting put on the IR, uh, exactly. you know, in any of these little contracts that people don't see um, that's kind of internal facing. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's trying to stay up with all the rules are ridiculous, but kind of on that note with the IR, I want to jump in to a couple things around the league that I don't think people are talking enough about. Um, and it's some of these really key injuries to some teams that I think are going to play out. Um, as being really, really important. Um, now, some of these guys are fantasy guys, but for the most part, I think I, I just I don't see enough enough people talking about these. I think these are some pretty big injuries. Um, but I'm going to list a couple of these. Uh, we're going to go through them, um, and I'm going to ask you what you think is the most impactful injury of the, of, of these um, guys on the on the list. So we're going to start at New England with Stephon Gilmore. He's placed the six week IR. Um, one of the best defensive backs in yeah. football. Um, that's a massive, uh, massive loss for New England. Massive Michael Thomas. Loss. Yeah, Michael Thomas uh, from New Orleans. He's on the six-week IR, as well as David Bakhtiari. That's Aaron Rodgers' blindside left tackle in Green Bay. He's to the six-week IR. Irv Smith, this is another guy nobody really talks about, but he was supposed to take a really big step in Minnesota. Um, obviously, Kyle Rudolph leaving. He's now their primary um, tight end. Yeah, he's going to miss the season with a meniscus injury, likely in Minnesota. Um, and then uh, Rashad Bateman, Miles Boykin, uh, and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, J.K. Dobbins obviously out with the year with uh, an ACL tear, which is yeah, awful. That no was forward the that. watch. I, awful. I mean, I was watching that game, and that yeah. was not pretty. And you My just saw him go down. Coworker, like, he's no. a Ravens fan, and I was like, this is not good. And he was no. like, why'd they even play it? Yeah, it sucks because it, it always seems to be it's it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation with the preseason yeah. two, where it's like if you're not playing these guys and they show out rusty week one, week two, then it's immediately why aren't you playing these guys? They need reps. Um, if you do play them, they twist their ankle, then it's you know, it's game over the other direction. So I, I feel like it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. But for Miles Boykin, he was obviously primed to have a really, really good yeah. year this year. Oh yeah, um, definitely play a big role in that. And then Rashad Bateman, first, you know that guy is is a star. He's going to be a star. He's a rookie, um, but he's going to be out a few weeks. Um, they said he'll definitely miss at least the first couple weeks, at least according to some reports. And then Miles Boykin as well to the IRS. So that's two key receivers uh, out for um, the Ravens up the Beltway in Baltimore. So Stephon Gilmore, Michael Thomas, David Bakhtiari, Irv Smith, and then you've got J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Bateman, Miles Boykin, those kind of guys in there. Of the guys I just named, who do you think is, in your mind, going to be the biggest loss for their team? Well, I think I'm, I'm between two right now. I'm between Bakhtiari just because of the whole offseason drama with Aaron Rodgers and him saying – the, you know, that this team is one of the best teams. You know, they brought back uh, – why am I blanking on his name? 
Why am I thinking on his name? Who'd they bring back the receiver? Uh, and uh, Sorry, who were you talking about there? The Packers. Who'd the Packers bring back for Rodgers? Oh, that was uh, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, Randall yes. Cobb. I don't know why I blanked on that name. No, but, you're I mean, good, man. They're prime. They, I think Aaron Rodgers was ready to go week one. He didn't play yeah. it all in the preseason, but you don't need him to play in the preseason. No. He's no, Aaron that Rodgers. guy won't take another preseason snap the rest of his career and he'll be just fine. <laughs> no, I think so. I think that having, you know, Bakhtiari out is going to be huge there as well. But I think also that for Stefan Gilmore in that Patriots defense, I think that Patriots defense, you know, you got Mac Jones, who is your now your starting quarterback, and he looked pretty good in preseason. Mm. He looked really good in preseason, quite honestly, for a yeah. rookie. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, you know, the track record for quarterbacks from Alabama is kind of hit or miss. Mm. Yeah, no, it is. You've had your fair share of guys that haven't worked out or haven't been starters, but then you got like you got the guys that that have been or that are recently that have been. But I think that defensively, the Patriots are all about defense. Yep, I yep. think that that's going to hurt a lot more, and I think. It's, so it's between the it's between Bakhtiari and Gilmore would be a dead tie for me between who's which is worse. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, that's a pretty I think it's a pretty good breakdown. I I, I would also toss to me. I, I feel like Michael Thomas being out is going to hurt that Saints offense. Now, I think Jameis Winston is is uh, I think he's primed of a better year than most people think. But I do think behind Michael Thomas, that Saints receiver court, like you get Traquan Smith. Um, Marquez Calloway, Ty Montgomery, Deontay Harris. Um, I just feel like there's a significant drop off there at receiver. Um, yeah, and I think I think for Michael Thomas, I mean, yes, he's one of the best uh, receivers in the league, but there's some there's a rift there. Yeah, there is something up there, and I, I I feel like yeah, you're right. Where I'm not sure if he's in a huge rush to get back. <laughs> you get yeah, drift. So I mean, that's what happened last year. Yeah. He, yeah, it is it what was last, last year, year, the year before. One of the years he was hurt and he wasn't in a rush to get back. And then no. when he came back to practice, him and Peyton got into it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There is definitely some uh, discontent there in New Orleans for sure. And so it's, that's why, yeah. that's why I don't think that that's that big of a deal because of the drama there and the fact is you don't have Drew Brees. Yeah. So I really, do, I don't think they have a championship, a Super Bowl window right now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think they, they do by any stretch, but I, I also think, um, I don't think they do, but but I I do think that for Jameis Winston, I think this is a really big year uh, for oh, him. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like just him having him having any extra tools. I think I guess I should rephrase that by saying maybe the Saints aren't to the biggest detriment for losing Michael Thomas, but Jameis Winston is. Um, oh yeah, definitely. You know, because to me, I I just. I feel like he needs he needs every tool he can. I think he'll have a good year, but I think Michael Thomas is a guy that's hard to replace for sure. Uh, and then Irv Smith as well. That's another. I, I don't think people are talking enough about that one too. Um, he was supposed to jump up. I mean, it, you know, from Alabama, um, big yeah. target, um, good blocker. Uh, he's a guy again replacing Kyle Rudolph as that primary uh, tight end one there, and um, them missing out. Uh, that's that's not ideal because again. I think if you were to ask me three years ago, the defense is what butter the bread there in Minnesota. And it's just kind of has flipped. That offense is just too good. And um, their offensive line, I think, is taking a step up, but I don't think it's quite where it needs to be. And missing a good blocking yeah. tight end and a good receiver. Um, as well, well, I think their I think their offense is hit or miss. Mm. 
Could be. I mean, I think I think Cousins is hit or miss personally. Oh, I mean, we've watched him. Yeah, we watched him for years up here, so we're we're very qualified to give Kirk Cousins stakes. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I do think he is he is hit or miss there. But I, I just again, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and, and Dalvin uh, Dalvin Cook. Just, That's just what I'm loaded. saying. But when but when Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen are on the same page, it's game over for you. Yeah, for a defense, it's game over for a defense. Yeah, no, it's got to be on the same page. Yeah, and that that is, I mean, they've had enough time to get on the same page too. But I because I they think... were and they weren't. I had Thielen on my fantasy team last year. Yeah, and oh, I did too. There were too. there were times where he would score, you know, twenty points, or there'd be times where he'd score five points. Yeah, yeah. So there were... that's why I say it's a hit or miss kind of thing. It is. I just I I always go back though, to be honest with you, Spence. If you watched that offensive line last year in minnesota it was one of the worst offensive lines to ever exist in the nfl i and i don't yeah. i don't live or die by pro football focuses gradings but my god um i can't even remember who they had they brought in a guy as a depth guy at guard i can't even remember his name but he was literally listed as the worst he had the worst grade of a guard during a game that has ever been recorded in pro football <laughs> focus history it was so bad it was so it was a turntable i mean it was you may as well have just played four dudes on the offensive line um so i i but i i think this is a massive year for kirk um i think oh, they've yeah, done definitely. enough to shore up that offensive line where um I, they've got to take a big step forward i think but i think that tight is, end position too if yeah you're missing your tight end position Huge. i don't know and yeah. kirk is a guy that likes to have that that blanket right there i mean dude look at how he utilized jordan reed look at how he exactly. utilized that's what, that's what i was yeah. referring to like yeah he, He's known for that. So not having your tight end as a guy, you know, that can come across the field and and be there when you need a guy to throw the ball to to dump it down to. Yeah. That's gonna hurt him. It is. Unless they bring in a veteran. Yeah. I and to me, I feel like that has to be their their next move. Now I'm not yeah. sure how many great veteran guys you can bring off the scrap heap at this point. But I'm yeah. I, I know you've got to you, you gotta find another guy in there. Um I, I don't even know who their who their second tight end is um behind Irv Smith. Uh but I don't want to look this up here just to see. Vikings tight ends. Uh see now they're bringing up Asante Shanko and Kyle Rudolph. This is going south real quick. So we're just gonna go ahead and avoid that. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Tyler yeah. Conklin and Brandon Dillon. Bingo. Tyler Conklin. I don't know who those guys are, but they're let me tell you what they're let me tell you what Tyler Conklin is not. He's not Irv Smith. <laughs> exactly. Just, he's just not Irv Smith. So he did not go to Alabama. No, he did not. He although he, he does to, have a man bun. He went to Central Michigan. He did go to Central Michigan, but he, funny enough, yeah, I mean 6'3. He is 26, though, funny enough. Um, yeah, I thought Tyler Conklin was a little younger than that, but he does have a man bun. So if anyone is looking for a tight end with a man bun, you've got him. Um, but yeah, yeah that's gonna be fun to watch. But I had to ask you that because there were a lot of injuries that were coming out today and I was scrolling through Twitter and I just saw no one talking about it. I was like, what is no one talking about the fact that Gilmore and now Thomas and Bakhtiari, I know this is kind of new news, but it's just like, we should be talking way more about these guys. These are key dudes. These are massive impact players um, that are going to miss a a massive chunk of the season. So um, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. And I definitely am going to keep an eye out to how Baltimore start out their season because that offense took a massive, massive hit in the last week with injuries. I mean, you got what both your wide receivers out. I mean, yeah, Bateman and, and Boykin are out. J.K. Dobbins out for the year, and it's just like, you know, I know, you know, Hollywood Brown is is going to take that center stage, but um, 
I mean, that's he's going to get double covered too. He is going to get double covered big time, big time. And also, yeah, so he's not the biggest whoever guy. Their, whoever their, their wide receiver is behind them will probably have his time to shine if he could yep. do it. Yep. So there's some sleeper fantasy picks for you. Um, but uh, I want to wrap this up with, uh, with uh, the love of mine and your lives. Uh, and it's yes. just, it's Washington, right? I mean, we have sold yeah. our soul to this organization our entire life. We showed up to flag football practice with Washington gear and, and jerseys, and we're just feeling so good in our Mark Brunell shirts and everything. <laughs> We've been doing this. I have an lives. autograph. I have an autographed Mark Brunel picture somewhere. They, oh man, and he is the. By the way, Mark Brunel uh, is the one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how we we met through mutual friends when he played on the Jets. Um, we got field passes and we went down to FedEx. We were FedEx field when the Jets came. Rex Grossman was a quarterback at the time. Rest in peace that era. My God. And so uh, John Beck, Brunel, Rex Grossman, sexy Rexy, sexy Rexy, and John Beck. It's just like, what are we doing? I mean, oh my goodness. Wasn't that, How, wasn't that the uh, wasn't that the the uh, the horny for Zorny era? So that was actually, I believe, Grossman was the first year of. Was it Shanahan? Was Shane? it Shanahan's first year? Because I think I don't his, even know that whole like cluttered in my life, it, that whole era after Joe Gibbs, before I would say before our Robert Griffin the third, that like four year segment, yeah, was just cluttered, dude. It was an it was an absolute nightmare. I mean, how were we? I mean, how did they even? How did yeah, anyone? I even guess show Sexy up Rexy was Sexy Rexy was, uh, was he uh, Shanahan? Shanahan, yeah, yeah. I felt like he was the yeah he was the first year of Shanahan because that was when John the, Beck was there though. I'm pretty sure John Beck was there. He was, and and I, I believe because that's when then the Eagles fleeced Washington with the Donovan McNabb move. Um, the freaking Donovan McNabb. That was a move. disaster. That was a that was a train wreck on top of a steaming pile of garbage on fire in a black hole. Um, that was hell on earth. Uh, and then RG3 came for a year. It was fun. And then that was hell on earth. <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of hell on earth here in Washington. Yeah. But um, but the good news is we're at the point in the year where we're zero and zero. We are um, under two weeks away now from the start of football, which means that since we have not lost a game, we're Super Bowl bound. That's really how well, we Washington are. Fans, Definitely. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how that's Washington how fans operate. So I want to walk through a little bit about the 53. Um, we had some some cuts, uh, obviously cut down day, had a couple surprises like Jimmy Moreland from JMU, that guy who. Yeah, I mean, like the one thing have... I liked about this cut day was sorry to break in on you. No, right please there. do. It happened so early. It did. Yeah. Like I was we were on the air and we were talking about cuts as they were coming in or who was safe and who is yet to be determined. And I was like, I thought everything was going to come between like one and four. Yeah. Yeah, they they but got then they, they nice released the ten the night before, and I was like, none of those guys shocked me. No, I didn't even know who half those guys were. Yep. <laughs> and then I was like, as they came through the day, I was like, like literally while we were on air, I was like checking Twitter every like three minutes. Yep. Because I was like, you never, you don't want to miss it. No. No. Because no, you a, don't. Like we talked, we literally that was like two out of our four segments on our show. We were talking about cut down day. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. And it always ends up being like different sources leak them at different times. And you're trying to like cross reference who's confirming who's this. And you're just like, what is going on? 
Um, and you're trying to piece it together. It's the same thing that they do with the dumb. And I hate it so much. I hate it every single year is the schedule release where like it's scheduled yeah. to be. And it's just like 12 hours beforehand. You get the opening day. Then you get like week six, week 13, week four. And, and then it's like, like Washington is it. going to either going to Arizona bills or- on September 26th. It's just like, this is A, not interesting, and B, I hate you. Like, stop all the of Chiefs this Chiefs are coming to Washington on October 17th. There's something Sources confirm like to me that Washington will play either Arizona or New Orleans at some point. It's just like, dude, stop. All of you retire. I hate all of you so much. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a personal foul. I hate everyone. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of how cut down day is. Um, were there any ones? What was, what was the biggest cut that shocked you the most? Honestly... Uh, for me, it had to be Moreland for Washington. Yeah. I I was really shocked, but then when I looked back to Rivera's comments about regardless of you know where you were draft or you know your draft position, and I think it was had to do with the inheriting. He inherited him, mm, yeah. So it wasn't his guy necessarily. So I don't think he felt the need to keep him, but he still is. I don't know if you saw the news later today or afternoon today. Mm-hmm he was cut with an injury settlement. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's on the injured reserve. Yeah. And I believe that's going to make it hard for anybody to, to pick him up. But I I definitely think that is a, that's a practice squad guy that they're going to want to try to get back because why the hell not? I think this is a really big vote of confidence for Benjamin St. Juice. What do you think? I think not only for Benjamin St. Juice, I think it's a big vote of confidence for those four guys on, you know, on the on the further end of the depth chart when it comes to the cornerbacks. You, you got St. Juice, you got Apke, who literally made the, the team just for special teams, I'm I'm presuming. Yep. Because he's he's not that great of a defender, to no. be honest with he's you. He's been a I'm terrible not, safety. I'm a a Troy Apke hater because of what he did in the past. Yeah. Yeah, but he he made this team solely on special teams. But I think Tory McTire is a great young guy that that could be something in the future. Who's came out of nowhere really, and then a, a solid guy that's the journeyman that I think I think he only made the roster because of Tory McTire's concussion is mm. Daryl Roberts. I'm more familiar with Daryl Roberts. He's out of Marshall, so I, I've kind of you know I know kind of his story. He was in. I believe he was in Detroit last year. And then before that he was in, he was on the jets, but he, he's just a solid DB that can be your, you know, your third, fourth or fifth guy. Hmm. So I think that ladder, those ladder four guys that make the roster at corner, that was an interesting take in decision to me altogether. Like personally, not just because I'm not, I'm a Troy Apke hater. I, I don't think he did enough defensively to make the roster, but yeah. they make up with that by having McTire and Roberts on the team. Yeah. And, and it's so funny. I, I say this all the time, but I, I literally live about six minutes um, from the training facility. So I run into guys all the time. I mean, I saw Chase Young, a giant yeah. a week ago. I see these guys everywhere. And I ran into Benjamin St. Juice uh, at Harris Teeter right down the road. And I, I, it's weird that I recognize him. I think he was weirded out that I knew who he was just because he's like, how does anyone know like who he I am? would be too. Yeah, I know. I Wouldn't it be that? But he's a t- like he's six three. He's got incredible length. He's a he's a tall guy. Like and I'm, that's coming yeah. from me. I'm six seven. Like he's a tall dude. So you see him yeah. and you're like, wow. As a corner, how, like how does this work? But he stood out in mini camps. He stood out um, in the in the preseason. Even played a bit in the preseason. Um, 
a lot of excitement coming out there. Um, I want you to give me a guy who um, you think is a dark horse producer on this roster for Washington, who you think people are kind of under talking about and has some, some stuff to bring. I'm trying to think of one, to be honest right now. Um, I think my big one has always been, I think people are, are already talking about him. I think Deami Brown is going to have a crazy year this year. Um, from North I think Carolina. he'll have a crazy year, too. I think a guy that could be good, not only on special teams, but we don't know about Curtis Samuel, really. Mm. Nobody really knows about Curtis Samuel. I think Dax Milne could be a guy that's sneaky in there and gets a few touchdowns this year. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, he, again, I mean, that's Zach Wilson's number one target in BYU, right? Yeah. I mean, that guy, he, he knows how to play. He, he has played um, at a pretty high level for, for a pretty good program. Um, and under the lights. So Dax Millen, absolutely. I think he's just, I think he's what, I think Dax Millen is going to be what people wanted Trey Quinn to be, if that makes any sense. Oh um, my God. Right. I, I mean, a Trey Quinn believer. Yeah. The Trey Quinn I fan was club. A big Trey Quinn fan club guy. Yeah. I'm, like, I think I always it, made sure I kept him in Madden. I yeah. I made, dude, like, yeah. Even though he was on the practice squad, he was always on my 53 in Madden. And he was so likable too. He was such a yeah. likable dude, but he just, he couldn't quite put it together. And as a pump returner, he was fine. But I think Dax yeah. Milne is going to be what people wanted Trey Quinn to be. Um, and I also think a guy that people forgot we signed, who I think is an incredible signing, by the way, that um, people just forgot is Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain oh, yeah. as a safety. Look, Landon Collins, I think it's going to be a really, really big year for him. I don't think that contract has really played out the way either party has, has kind of wanted this to go. Um, I think he, he's got to have a good year. I think he, he will have a good year, but I think he's got to really have a good year. Um, but the reality is, is Bobby McCain um, coming in from Miami. He's a ball hawk. He's a good hitter. Yeah. He's a good tackler. He's produced really well as a strong safety. Um, I think that that is uh, – I think that's a guy that people don't talk about as well. Um, I, I'd say I Bobby McCain. I think they McCain only don't and, talk about him is because Landon's come back. Like, Collins has come right. back. Yeah. There would be more talk about him if Collins was taking it slow coming back. Yeah. But I think that is one reason why he they picked him up was yeah. because – Back in what was it April? I think they they signed him, or maybe May, or yeah, you know March. They didn't know if Landon was going to be ready to go. Yep. So they they needed an insurance policy back there at safety. I think it's a good insurance policy, man. Yeah. I think it's a really really good one. Um, and the other thing is, I, I also think, um, and again, the, the secondary is where I think the defensive weakness is is going to be. Um, the front seven, you know, could catapult this team to a top three i think, uh, top, I think you know. the linebacker position is something to look out for because they mm. only they only have four linebackers and they're running uh you know they're running a four three so they only technically have one backup yeah and that that is know. that's, I mean, that's going to change before the chargers game but i think right. i don't know what they're doing because they didn't sign anybody today like they yeah. didn't claim anybody off waivers that got cut by a team. Actually, like initially I do when believe, I saw it, I do believe this actually happened. I think, and I'm not even kidding. I think this happened a half an hour before we started recording. I believe, uh, and I want to say it was uh, Ben Standick. Uh, he reported, I believe, that David Mayo um, did sign. Um, now he's a backer. He had uh, ties to Ron in Carolina. He also played um, recently in the division with the Giants. But David Mayo is an outside backer. That's another depth guy. Oh yeah, I see this. I'm looking at this right now. 
Yeah, I think that literally so, just broke right before we started recording. Um, I, I, I marked that down because I, I saw literally as, as yeah, I was getting on the call with you. Yeah, literally right right before. Um, the other thing that I'm, I'm concerned about is behind Montez Sweat and Chase Young, who are two game changers. It's Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams. Now, yeah, if Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams stood behind you in uh, a line at Costco, you probably would just say, oh, those are really strong guys, but I don't know who they are. Yeah. So, I mean, and we're one injury away from saying, you know, Shaka Tony, who hasn't really shown much, uh, and yeah. Casey Tuhill, who who the hell knows who he is. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy. Uh, but, you know, what, what, what are we doing here, right? You go from, you know, arguably one of the best defensive ends in the league in chase young to don't know who this guy is. He has two last names. Yeah. So um, that's going to be something to watch for. And I think they probably should have done more this off season to try to bring in a little bit of depth, but I do think that, you know, with the cut downs, I think they're not done adding a linebacker. Um, I don't think they're done there. I think David Mayo's a start, um, but I think they have their, their eyes around the league at some, yeah, I mean, um, so the- some linebackers cut. The the move that it was so bring back David Mayo, and put Derek Forrest to IR. Yep, which was kind of an interesting move to me that he made the team because mm. I thought he'd be a practice squad guy this year, especially like when I saw that they were going to keep DeAndre Carter, yeah, as well as Dax Milne, because it's your roster spot number. Like, right. but I see what they I think what they did there was. I don't know how long Derek Forrest is going to be out, but it appears they they kept him until after the the 4 p.m. deadline yesterday. Yep. Because he could come back if so. And you never know the depth you'll need there. And I mean, I think the the cuts overall were they were shocking, but they were relatively smart because you know, all but a few signed to the practice squad yeah yep and i think that like i said in the beginning of the show i think that kind of plays back to our overestimating how good some of these guys on our depth are right we talk about oh my gosh antonio gandy golden he'll get snagged up on waivers um jeremy reeves i think that's jeremy reeves what yeah. you just said as the, the only reason i think that it's such a big deal is because of all the praise that rivera gave him. yeah yeah because rivera signed him from the practice squad over bringing uh what's his name from carolina uh i can't remember his name and when did they that last year after collins got hurt oh was, people were asking what's his was name eric reed was it, it wasn't eric reed. yes yes eric was it reed. eric reed yeah yeah and he said he had faith in jeremy reeves yeah so i think that that's an interesting take yeah, is that they cut him, but nobody signed him. The, here's the funny thing, though, and I didn't realize this until Greg. I did some independent looking today, and it, it went up by two today. But league wide, of all 32 teams, after every team cut down their roster by 23 some odd players by 4 p.m. yesterday, there were only 17 claims as of to this moment. There was only 17 claims of the entire league. Um, and one of those 17 was. Uh was will greer to the cowboys to the cowboys quarterback yeah it's really funny how it works because you're claiming a third string quarterback yeah it's it's funny though because isn't i think we do this this song and dance every year right where i'm i dude i can't if i had a dollar for every time somebody said to me 
I can't believe we just cut Cam Sims. We can't, we, someone's going to snag him up. Cam Sims can be cut, put to the practice squad, released, signed, released, cut, practice squad 30,000 times because guess what? I no disrespect, but there's 35 Cam Sims in the league. There's guys who exactly. are physical, who are tall, who can go do it, who have a good frame, who have a decent history. They're there. They exist. Who are also no. undrafted. Also undrafted. So it's like, you know, we, we do the song and dance every year. Um, but I do think it's it's a credit to the organization for I think two things really stand out to me with Ron Rivera um, is decisiveness saying, hey, Dwayne Haskins. No, this didn't work. I know it was a previous Get regime. This guy sucks. Get out of here. Um, Antonio Gandy Golden. I took him in the fourth round uh, after his rookie year. No practice squad. Um, you just go around guys that I believed in, guys I trusted in. Jimmy Moreland, guys, a producer guy made an impact immediately. Week one of last year. Yeah. Gone. You know, decisiveness, decisiveness, making making decisions quick. Um, I think it's a really, really good thing um, for this team. And it's something, to be honest with you, we haven't seen in a while. So I'm, I'm really, really happy. I also like the press conference from yesterday. Yeah. It not only involved the coach, it involved Martin Mayhew, the GM. It did. Yeah. That is something that you don't really see unless there's a huge coaching announcement. Yep is you see the GM and the coach like, cause you haven't, we haven't really had a GM. Let's no. be real. There's nope. really been no GM for the last, what is it? Even go back past Vinny Serrato. He wasn't a great GM. No, no. I mean, it literally from, I mean, my, my I, I haven't seen it. And there's, there's always been this weird de facto relationship between owner GM that just doesn't seem to make that just never made sense. And up to this year, they've, they've completely restructured that and it's showing it's showing um, and the process is obviously changing and that's the big thing that they want to change. Yeah. Um, my last question to you before I let you go is um, how do you feel about the team this season? I mean, wh- where do you see them playing in, in the NFC East? Do you see them repeating NFC champion NFC's champions? And um, where do you see this, this direction going? Uh, I think they're going to have a, a good year, but I think it, it all falls on which version of Fitzpatrick are we going to see? Are sure. We see Fitz. Magic, or we're going to see fits pat or tragic, Fitz tragic, and exactly. how much, like, how many occurrences do we see of each? Yeah, and does Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen play this year? Hmm. My bet is that they do. My yeah. bet is that at least one of them does. I don't necessarily know that both of them will play because I don't. We've had too many over unders of having three quarterbacks play and. Um, in Washington over the last five years. Yep. I don't want to do that again. Nope. No, I, thank you. I I think I, I think we may have found a kick returner or punt returner if DeAndre Carter is legit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think, think so this too. offense could be sneaky good. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. It, it could be. I think I think exactly what you said which, which version of Ryan Fitzpatrick are we getting? Um and I I I do think I do think this offensive line is is improved. It's Leno Flowers getting Flowers back. By the way, no one talks about how great that was, how yeah. fantastic oh, that yeah, deal was. Um, Miami eating half of his salary—that's just everything you want. Um, exactly. I think the offensive line is getting better. I think what Sam Cosme becomes is going to be really, really big. How he continues to grow. Um, Logan Thomas. I mean, Logan Thomas has gone from project. I'm going to sign you to see what you can do to. This guy has another good year. He's he's a tight end one without a doubt, and yeah, a damn good one at that. 
Um, I'm so happy they got that extension done. So happy they got it done. By the way, they did the same thing with, uh, they did the exact same thing with Matt Ioannidis. Um, after his yeah. good year, they locked him up. They got him on a team-friendly deal. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, again, and these are, all these things we're talking about, stuff we have not seen in years past. You just don't, you don't see that. And I think you stacked the wide receiver position enough. Yeah. Like your top three guys are scary. Terry, obviously Mm -hmm. the best receiver on Washington for the last couple of seasons, but then Curtis Samuel, well-known name, Adam Humphreys, pretty well-known slot corner or slot wide receiver. Great relationship with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And I, I think that, that that's something they haven't really had. You've had the Steven Sims Jr., the Cam Sims, you know, the Isaiah Wright coming into play. You've had all these guys that are just no names, but you have these top three receivers that have made their name in the league. Yeah. So I think that gives me more confidence in the receiver core because, yeah, behind them, there's not a lot of depth. You have literally behind them, Cam Sims is the most recognizable name in the NFL that has ha- that has played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I think that having three good caliber top receivers is going to help this team because now you can't if, – if Curtis Samuel is healthy for week one, they're not just going to be all over Terry. They have to worry about yeah. Curtis Samuel. And then you got Adam Humphreys in the slot. And then if you throw Cam Sims in there or Deami Brown comes in for a play, like it's just going to be scary. Uh, as the offense overall, if and you don't think Scott Turner, you, you don't think Scott Turner is going to put Curtis Samuel in as uh, as half halfback? You don't oh, think he's he, going to have some fun gonna, with him? Yeah, he's definitely going to have some fun. One thing that I'm kind of shocked they did, but I guess they did this to keep seven receivers. Is I'm just surprised they cut Peyton Barber as the short down back. I guess I, I, the only reason I'm I'm shocked. I'm okay with it. Like I'm happy with it. I'm just. Sh- Docked. Yeah, I'm because to me, I thought he was a lock. I I thought that Peyton Barber was expendable for a couple reasons. And I I think obviously I like I like the move because Barber out of the backfield is not I I, I just don't think he's a weapon out of the backfield. JD McKissick yeah. is that guy. Antonio Gibson, he can take screens. Jared Patterson, he's shown that he can he can take screens as well. Um, you haven't really seen that much from Peyton Barber at all. So what, what does he give you that third down back where, you know, you need one yard, he gets you two or three. That's fine. But I don't think Washington's offense is built for 11 on 11, uh, third down yeah. and one, let's bring in three tight ends and let's just do fullback H. It's just like that, that is Joe Gibbs era. That's 1990 to 2005 era stuff. That's, that's yeah. not how you gain yards in this league. It's spread people out to get your athletic back out. And the outside, by the way, it's third and one. You don't need to run the ball. You can pass it because guess what? That's Statistically true. speaking, that's just it's just a better way to get yards. It's just how the league is trending. So I do think that when and the problem is, is when you have a one dimensional back, this is the same problem I always had with Jay Gruden. And it was so frustrating was third and one would come around and all of a sudden the receivers would trot off and two tight ends would roll on. And you just knew what was happening. Like as yeah. a fan sitting on my couch, you're going. They're just going to run the ball up the middle and get stuffed because just everyone knows what's happening. Um, and I think that is what Peyton Barber's role became, where it was yeah. this guy is only coming in on, on third and short. He's one-dimensional. You know he's not a weapon out of the backfield. You know this guy's not taking a screen pass. So why the hell is he in other than to just run the ball right up the middle? Let's bring in multiple linebackers and stop this. 
I think that's yeah. what, what it was becoming. And I, I, I also, completely agree with what all all your points there. I just thought that yeah. Ron wanted that and Scott Turner wanted that. It's true, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I agree. I don't know, but I don't know what would have happened if Jared Patterson didn't flash. Like, do you keep yeah. Lamar Miller? Like, is Lamar Miller over? Because you know, Lamar Miller caught that touchdown mm. in the first week of the preseason. Yeah. I just don't know if Jared Patterson doesn't flash. Is Peyton Barber on the fifty-three? Yeah, yeah, you do wonder. To be honest with you, because you do wonder. Jared that. Patterson pushed Peyton Barber off because of his ability to catch the ball and run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and I also I also have seen enough from Antonio Gibson when healthy to know that if they need if even if they want to do that eleven on eleven push you know third and one let's bring in a fullback um, Antonio Gibson's capable of doing that too he's a patient yeah. runner he's capable of doing that um, I just think overall yeah I, I think Jared Patterson to your point I think he's one hundred percent solely responsible for Peyton Barber being on the yeah. practice squad I think that's one hundred percent right I just think that's exactly what happened there. Um, but one other yeah, one other point ahead. I want what that I want to make about this defense is I think this year will be kind of the year to see what Cole Holcomb can do. Mm, yeah, I agree because what is he his fourth, third, or fourth year now? Yeah, he's entering into his I believe his third year. So, will he take the reins and be that leader? Because they really brought John Bostic in to be the leader mm. because when they had the old the old system uh when they were running a three four it was cole hokum and, and john bostic i believe in the middle together mm-hmm. so yeah i just think that's interesting i want to see how he progresses in his third season yeah i agree that's going to be a guy to watch. key to this defense being one of the top defenses if, if he can be who everybody thinks he can be yeah and he's the prototypical athlete quick twitchy really strong guy the video of him blowing up ezekiel elliott needs to be my screensaver for the rest of my life um he is that was one of my favorite things i'd ever watched you could hear the pop from his pads just decking him from the literal broadcasting booth and into my speakers um i just am so so happy he exists i think that's going to be that's going to be a really good one to watch for sure and then the other guy, I, I, the two dudes that I, I really enjoy, um, I, I liked Cornelius Lucas last year. I thought he was good, but I, I, I think Charles Leno is going to be a great left tackle as well. Oh yeah, I, I think, think he's going to be a great left tackle. Great left tackle. Yeah, and, and I yeah. think that I think getting him may not be the replacement for Trent Williams, but it's somebody of a better caliber than who you'd replaced him with before. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you did nothing but get better there, right? You did nothing yeah. but get better there, and. Um, you know, with Morgan Moses gone, that's obviously a vote of confidence for Cosme. Um, what yeah. does Sadiq Charles become in his second year who didn't really show much last year? What does he become? I mean, he was really productive in LSU, and it seemed as if off the field stuff was what dropped his draft stock. So there's just so many cool stories. And I'm I'm this this is this team is is fun to be a fan of right now. I mean, and, and a lot of people Joan and make the like, oh, this team has sucked. This is a really, really fun team to be a fan of because there's so many great stories. There's so much, um, there's so much excitement. I mean, guys like Samus Reyes, guys like you know, coming in and, and we didn't even talk about him. Didn't even talk about him, right? But you just think about all the stories on this roster, all the different people, all the different skill sets um, that are kind of mending together. But this is one of the most excited that I've, one of the most excited times I've ever been to watch this team, without a doubt. 
without a doubt. And I think the it other goes one, beyond wins and losses. I think it does. Yeah. I just think it goes the beyond The other time wins I was really excited was after RG3 was drafted. Yeah. Yeah. I thought after 2015 when I felt like that offense was ridiculously good, I yeah. felt I felt so good. I just knew the defense was a problem. And when funny Sean now they entered his last year or what would have yep. been his last year at, as the OC. I think I think these three times over the last you know, I want to say back to Joe Gibbs from Joe Gibbs on. Yeah. I wasn't really like when Mike Shannon came in, I wasn't ready to like say, oh, yeah, they're going to be good. Like it's got to be RG3 being drafted and then the duo that he made with Alfred Morris. Yeah. And then 2015 and then now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited, man. I'm so, so excited. Oh, so throughout I think, the season- I think they're going 10 and seven. Yeah, I've said I've said that. I think they're. I honestly think nine that and they eight can, or ten and seven, right there. One of I've, yeah. I think depending on Dallas's defense, I think they can win the division again. If Dallas's defense is is isn't as good, um, or they don't hold up their end of the bargain, and and Dallas seem to kind of falter, um, I think I think they can win the division again. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. But I got to get you back on the pod then during the season so we can start chatting. Oh about heck this. yeah, dude! You're you're I'm my down. Washington football. I'm hundred percent down. Yeah, so I'll get you back on. But again, can you remind us where we find your stuff? Where can we find your show? Where can we find all of that stuff? So if you go, I'm on Twitter at Spencer Dupuis, D-U-P-U-I-S, for those people that, you know, hear that name, the last name, and are like, huh, huh? <laughs> and then if you want to if you want to find the show on Twitter, uh, let me see. I should know our Twitter handle for the show by now. It's at WRNR underscore sports mix. Great. And then on, on Facebook, it's the sports mix with Spencer and Nick. And then you can find that on Apple Podcast and Spotify as well. That's awesome. Just look up the sports mix with Spencer and Nick. Sweet. Well, I'll make sure on the Facebook page we uh, we share that as well, um, so we can get that out for our great listeners. But again, um, Spencer, dude, thank you dude, so much for coming on. Oh, this is always so much this fun to chat a, with you, man. This was a dude. I did. We just spent almost two hours. Yeah, this is what we do. And I this, didn't even realize it's been two hours. It's exactly right. This is what we do best. So uh, right. next time you're in Loudoun County, uh, we're going to have some bourbon, have some McDoubles, and uh, we'll share, uh, we'll just, you will show each other our lanyards. So yeah, we'll just we'll go from just, there, right? We'll just, we'll just show <laughs> yeah, Let's show each other our magic lanyards. That's awesome, Spence. You've been great, man. I really appreciate this so much. And again, for all you listeners, um, continue to subscribe. Those five-star reviews help us out. If you're interested in leaving anything other than a five-star review, don't do it. Um, I'm going to get upset with you. Um, so make sure those five-star reviews come in. Uh, follow, tell a friend. Um, Facebook, give us a like. Give us a follow on Instagram as well. Um, Shawnee will be back next week for our Monday episode. We'll get our Moving the Chains going. Um, I'll continue to make fun of Sean for mistaking um, the mistake between the tarp and the sand. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but that's, you know, that's, uh, I'll just keep making fun of Sean. Um, but again, and then on Anchor FM, um, you can become a supporter. So uh, if it's 99 cents, it's 4.99. It's um, yeah, 10 bucks a month. If you want to become a supporter and help us out, um, it, it means the world. But um, so, so grateful for everybody listening. We're gaining new listeners every week all around the world, which is so much fun. Um, so it's great just having guests on um, like Spencer. So if you enjoy them the way I do, make sure you leave that five-star review, um, share it around, and uh, we're going to continue bringing out this content. But again, Spence, you're the best. I will get you back on during the season. Dude, we'll this talk some so Washington football. Fun. Awesome. It was a great time as always. And make sure you're catching Spencer hosts the Sports Mix WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. If you're in Martinsburg, you get them anywhere. You get podcasts as well. Yeah. So that's Spencer Dupuis. I'm Connor Forrest. This has been After Further Review. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you all on Monday, Tuesday. I'm going to see Sean on Monday. You're going to see me Tuesday. But as always, I'll catch you guys on the other side. Yeah.